pick your class and learn your battle points. Because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 184 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodman, joined by my brother and co-host, Sam Goodwin. Hello there. In this episode, we'll be going over your topics, topics that we asked on Twitter and you responded with, as well as our thoughts on what would be cool or original trilogy content that could come to Battlefront 2. Let's get started. Let's get started with your topic. So I asked on Twitter. First off, we've had a, uh, a bug going through our house, which is why this episode's later than we usually post it. Um, first, it was what was it some sort of cold, and now it's some sort of like stomach bug, which hit us all in the span of about 10 days. I explained that on Twitter, and I was putting together the, the show notes for this episode, and I asked what you, the listener on Twitter, would like, to, uh, would like for us to go over on this episode. So here we are. From America. At Hammer the Senate, your opinion on all the drama that has happened all these two years. Okay, Battlefront 2 launched in 2017. We're going into the third year. It'll be year three in uh, November of 2020. We've been a part of this community since Battlefront 2015 before it launched. So we've been here through quite a bit of drama <laughs> in terms of like uh, DICE and the Battlefront community. What's different in Battlefront 2 though is how big the game's scope was. We're getting all three eras, we're getting a campaign mode, we're getting offline content, we're getting Starfighter Assault that's developed. This, this game was developed by three different development companies. Battlefront 2015, was one company, DICE, and it focused only around one arrow being the original trilogy, which we'll talk about later. Towards the end of Battlefront 2015's life, it was... There wasn't a whole lot of communication. There was rumblings about a second game, uh, but we didn't have any confirmations. There was still rumors that we were getting more uh, content support. And then we get the confirmation uh, through a leaked trailer. It looked great. And then in 2017, uh, we went to EA Play. Got to play Battlefront 2 before it came out uh, in the alpha state. And it, it felt fantastic. It had some really good implementation of how they're going to do the progression system, the star card system, all of, this, all of these things. Um, and then it launched and it had the whole debacle around loot boxes that really put a damper on communication because they had to fix all of these things before they got on to any content that they wanted to add. So about the, but pretty much about the first six months that Battlefront 2 came out, it was all about fixing the, the progression system and these things that they thought were fantastic ideas, but ended up being a huge debacle. They removed loot boxes before the game launched. Only people who pre-ordered were able to partake in that, that joyous occasion. Um, fast forward, we got more content we get the Last Jedi content. The Last Jedi content uh, introduced this cool thing where you could pick your faction, and with that faction, it would be like Sai or First Order versus the Resistance, and you got certain bonuses if you're Team One, and depending on which side you you chose. Obviously, everyone's going to choose the First Order, so the First Order won. But with that came the launch of Captain Phasma and Finn, as well as the map Crate to Galactic Assault. Then we get a span of updates that fix 
some bugs. Um, still continue working on the the progression system because this the uh, last Jedi content came out before the progression system was fixed. That came out in December alongside the movie. Then we get the Han Solo half season, which added Jabba's palace from Battlefront 2015 to Battlefront 2, as well as uh, Kessel, which also added extraction. Then the Clone Wars began. Begun. The Clone War has. And in between that, it was announced at another EA play that we will be getting a capital ship mode where you claim command points. We'll also be getting four new heroes, as well as Geonosis added to said game mode, which is what everyone was wanting at the time. Now here we are in um, 2020. We had the whole Clone War season, which added a lot of great content. Yeah, through um, uh, Anthony Hopkins here's narration of the entire history of um, <laughs> Star Wars Battlefront. There's definitely some uh, pinpoints of drama, definitely some penultimate moments in the career of Battlefront, which definitely did stir up more drama than others. First comes to mind the, the loot box. Yeah. That was obviously over-exaggerated. That yeah, was definitely on the consumer's part. More, it was more of the media. So the media, yeah, the media definitely media, stirred media that pot took there. it and completely ran with it, as they do with most things here. So that was just miscommunication altogether, and that shouldn't have happened in the first place. Yeah, and after that, um, it just kind of did a slow descent from there for a little while until it kind of. I think the real moment it picked back up was when the Clone Wars came out. Yeah, yeah, but in in between that, I mean, it was still a fairly popular game. But there was just the um the controversy around it definitely kept it from being as successful as it could have been, which we're in like a renaissance. Yeah, it is definitely a renaissance now. So, so this game's like more popular than it's been in a while for sure. Yeah, I think in in December the the numbers that Battlefront had in terms of people playing were double what they were at launch, which is crazy to think about a game being two years old. Yeah, that's impressive. So yeah, like I was saying, the um, it kind of stopped around the Clone Wars. It picked back up because that was really a really popular um, phase of seasons there. And the content was finally at the place where people could say, hey, I play Battlefront and you don't immediately get this whole backlash in, in terms of, oh, you're the guy that plays Battlefront? That's a trash game. Right. So anytime before the Clone Wars, that was just like a big drama fest. Mm hmm. Um, like we said, the loot boxes was a controversy there and the confusion of the seasons was a real big thing. Yeah. We didn't know what we were getting and when we were getting it. And it was all, it was, there was no set formula to it. We basically just got whatever they deemed us worthy to get, be that a hero <laughs> or a villain every once in a while, be that some maps or a game mode. So we really didn't know what we were getting through that time. But now looking back at it, I mean, the drama was, the drama was, I feel like, deserved for the developers i don't think this game would have developed as it has without this sort of drama because the game got a complete redo essentially on its ui mm -hmm. and a bunch of the core mechanics be that the leveling up system got a complete redo and the leveling up system within the game like with the heroes and the classes got also a redo so i believe the drama definitely grew the game for sure like you said um december was double what it had at launch because of all this fixed Mm -hmm. So 
I feel like we definitely grew through that drama. Definitely. And like like you said, it definitely lit a fire underneath the developers and offered a lot of great content. There was or great criticism. There was obviously a bunch of terrible criticism that was unwarranted and just straight up vitriol. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think it was a good thing. Obviously, it would have been better if they just launched with that and were able to use the six plus months that it took them to fix the progression system in actually developing more content to the game and further um, adding more robust bug fixes to it. There's definitely been a lot of drama. The drama has been coming back recently with the whole uh, BB-8 issue where people where they announced BB-8 and there was a huge backlash on them adding these heroes, which which I think is very odd because I I and many others in the community... Um, we're expecting a nigh and numb situation. I mean, the thing is that the thing is that um, it's kind of like a Smash Bros. type of thing. Like they're adding, not necessarily adding characters that we don't want. They're just not adding characters that we we want. Like we have a list here, and these are not even on the list. I mean, there's multiple heroes and villains that they could add that we have a list of, and these are just kind of like. I mean, they're in the franchise, but definitely maybe on their 50th character to add. There's just like more priority, and I think that's the case here. We knew that there were going to be sequel trilogy content in the form of heroes. Who else are they going to add that is in the new movie? They can add Babu Frick. Chewbacca's already in the game. Ray's already in the game. I mean, there's Poe Dameron. Poe, but he doesn't really add much of a, a diverse character set. And wouldn't allow them to do much. Um, and on the evil guy side, you don't really have anything either because Palpatine and Kylo Ren are both in the game. Yeah, there's probably something they could fish out of there for sure. I love the choice for BB. I mean, I could just go. I can play both sides. Like I can see why people would be upset on these character editions, which is what I'm trying to get at. Mm-hmm. And I can see why you should be pleased with these because you know it's a nice surprise for sure. Getting back to the point of the drama. I mean, over, <laughs> it's definitely a lot to go over. That's definitely a loaded question there. But I mean, over, obviously it would have been better for them not to have warranted the drama, but there's obviously always going to be drama with any game. But yeah, and I feel like they handled it fairly well. It was better to get it at the f- first part of the game rather than the last part of the game because they still have a chance to recover. Because mm-hmm. if you screw up later in the game, I mean, you're already losing your fan base through time, so it's kind of nice to have it at the beginning, I guess. So we're going on a trip to the UK and Europe um, in March, and this is going to be one of the topics that we pre-record for release. So we're going to go into a complete timeline and break it down to all of the content that we've gotten so far in Battlefront 2 and the big big points of it. Um, So we'll get... Later on, we'll get into more of the the in-depth, nitty-gritty stuff for this kind of, this issue. Because, like you said, there's a lot to go over. Um, kind of going along the same lines. Uh, Bootneck98 at Bootneck02. Why do you think the Battlefront community is mostly negative? Yeah, the same niche here. Yeah, drama, so negativity. Kind of, kind of line of thinking there. Yeah, negativity. I mean, this is this is a very tricky question. Um, I 
I think one of the issues is because of how big Star Wars is as a franchise, you think of how much appeal that they're they're going to have in terms of scope and who who the game is for and there's definitely been a kind of I'm the loudest person in the room and they will listen to me because of that mindset and I think that has a big problem and it was definitely set up from the beginning of this game's launch that it was part of that right and it kind of kind of unrelated but it's kind of like when you leave a TripAdvisor review or something along that lines you would be more inclined to leave a negative review than a positive mm-hmm. review. Yeah, more people because you're definitely go out more, of their way for. You're more vocal and and such like that when something is going wrong or negative. And I feel like this is the same lines. Obviously, most of the community is not negative. Yeah. It's just when you are negative, you're generally more vocal on expressing that. And negativity does help grow games, as we've seen with Battlefront, as I said before. But... I mean, it gives yeah. them an incentive to improve the game. There is the whole idea that any any publicity is good publicity. And that I do think uh, in terms of player base, having that initial like, boom, everyone's talking about Star's Battlefront definitely helped them get the numbers and get them the scope. And now that it's changed, we're getting those same industry people taking another look at the game as a whole, IGN going and re-reviewing their original review of the game, uh, going from, I think it was a six-something to now eight, 8.3 or something along those lines, or 83, um, which, is, which is huge. And I do think that as we go forward, game reviewers and publications should take the approach of having longer-term reviews, where this is the initial review. As we get to more games, like we've got Apex, that's going to be a fully supported game. We've got Overwatch, that has been going on for almost five years now. Rainbow Six Siege is going on its fifth year. Um, All of these games, we're getting to more of games as a platform, then they are as, okay, one, two, three, four. And Battlefront is a prime example of that because they get, they have a great foundation to build upon. And they had a year where, like, it's crazy to think that Battlefront is going into its third year. Um, it feels so much newer than that. Right, and the reasons, like, the PS2 and those platforms, you know, behind that, the reason they did produce sequels is because they didn't really have the the support options as games do nowadays. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, the only thing they're limited by is their engine. So if they have a good base for an engine, they can just build on that game yeah. for years and years to come. And that's the only big problem with Battlefront 2 is that engine. They were definitely forced into Frostbite. And Frostbite is a very beautiful engine, but it is much harder to get what you want from it than something like Unreal Engine, which Fallen Order was built out of. And the... The Respawn team has said that one of the reasons that they were able to do what they were able to do with Fallen Order is because of Unreal Engine, that they wouldn't have been able to do it in any other engine. Yeah, which is kind of like, at least in this circumstance, quality versus quantity to an extent. I'm not saying that Mm -hmm. they would have to sacrifice one or the other. But if they did pick an an alternative engine, they could have more content to add. I mean, we're still not... I mean, we experienced this mildly with some of the classes like we've discussed in previous episodes... 
but for the most part we're not too limited as of this point right yeah. now by the engine and they're they're definitely not shying away with adding updates because i think battlefront 2 is up to at least 100 gigabytes um, which is which is great to see that's not a downside at all um, it shows that they are willing to add support and i hope that they continue to do so going forward and i th- i think like you're saying earlier just to wrap up this this idea here um the battlefront community isn't negative it's just that most of the mo- the main the loudest parts of our community are the negative ones which usually happens and we have content creators that lean into that and which is very sad to see because that puts a damper on the whole community right and this is not just like any franchise this is star wars yeah like, which is huge been going on since the 70s so a lot of people have emotional ties with this franchise and they expect and people get things. really i mean they grew up with this stuff so they definitely get their feelings about this for sure you know because this is their childhood essentially and they definitely want to see that prosper and flourish and be as successful as it can in most cases so i can understand some sort of the negative negativity as long as it as long as the negativity warrants you know improvement not negativity just to be negative yeah so some negative is some negatives are positives in the long term constructive criticism right but i mean there's obviously certain parts of the community and uh people that you know just negative to be negative but for the most part, I feel like the negative parts have been somewhat helpful to the entire, the entirety of the community for sure. Definitely. Now let's go on to what we want to see in terms of like future original trilogy content. I asked on Twitter, what content would you love to see come in the original trilogy updates? I would love to see some Battlefront 2015 heroes come back. Uh, a friend of the podcast, Daniel Schilling, says definitely the 2015 heroes. Uh, America, uh, Jen Erso, uh, Angsty Kylo Ren says a reworked Death Trooper to fit the Infiltrator class. I would love to see this as well. It would be great to see as well as a, a good shift for that original trilogy con or yeah original trilogy content coming up. Yeah, it'd be nice to see um uh, some love for the um uh, original trilogy reinforcements. Mm-hmm. Because initially, when you, guards. yeah, when you think of a new, you know, a new era added to Battlefront Two, I mean, mainly think of heroes. So it's kind of nice to see some uh, reinforcement love, and that'd be a nice um, opportunity to add. Because I mean, reinforcements have really been the big thing in the past few yeah. months for sure. And I think it's because they're easier to to develop than there would be a, a whole hero, and they can go a little more off the walls with those designs. Yeah, and as long as they get a good basis, like the infiltrator class has mentioned, and some of the other ones, they can just you know rework, basically a skin and some new abilities for a new trilogy as well. Yeah, Cleveland Jedi Council says, "Yep, Krennic and Jin, thank you very much." I think those are definitely fan favorites. Uh, Rogue One is a a huge fan favorite in terms of the Star Wars community, uh, and specifically for the Battlefront community because it was such a great um, update. Yeah, you can't really have original trilogy content without adding previous heroes and villains because the previous game was strictly dedicated to the original yeah, trilogy. Yeah, and they they went to the bottom of the bucket and dug deep, and they came out with some really great heroes. I mean, yeah, there's so many good ones. Dingar comes to mind. Greedo's really fun. I know they definitely missed out on some of the adding potential for the the release of the game for sure. But, I mean, if we do get them in, in these new seasons here, I mean, I won't be complaining. 
Definitely. So I have, I have a question for you and for you, Sam, and the listeners. Okay. Faced with the choice between furthering the original trilogy season in terms of adding some more maps and some more heroes slash reinforcements versus going back to the Clone Wars, which one would you prefer if it had to be only one? I mean, I think I would go with the um the Clone Wars. I mean, there's so much they can do with the Clone Wars. I mean, they could just make an entire game with years and years of content just dedicated to the uh, the Clone Wars. The the thing that leads me that that kind of makes me question it. So we've got the original trilogy coming back and I think it would be awesome to double down on that. But this month we're getting the return of the Clone Wars TV show on Disney Plus with season 7. So that would lead to a perfect transition into further Clone Wars content. But we did get a bunch of Clone Wars content in the Clone Wars season. Right, and this is literally Clone Wars content. Like, this shows the Clone Wars. I don't know, it seems like such bad timing when they do this kind of stuff. Like, the Mandalorian kind of came out while they were... Mandalorian would be a great season. Yeah, I feel like apart from the... um, the mainline Star Wars movies, they don't really do in tandem with the shows and, and such. Like, there's so many good opportunities with The Mandalorian. The Clone Wars would be a good one. We've been wanting to see Ahsoka in the game for quite a while now. We've even gotten some skins resembling some of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So, perfect, perfect addition there. But, I don't know, they're they're just kind of lacking on this sort of content. I mean, I'd rather see some new stuff than some of the original trilogy stuff. Because this should work perfectly. But as far as original trilogy content goes in terms of Battlefront 2, we don't have a whole lot. I mean, this is true. I mean, we have the the main line, like, you know, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker. I mean, but the thing is, the previous game was strictly dedicated to the original trilogy. So I personally have gotten my fix on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't speak for the entire community, but I would definitely like to stick to the Clone Wars if at all possible. But that's just me. There are a couple ways that you can respond to this on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, email, battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. Definitely let us know your thoughts on that and what kind of topics, evergreen topics, like the one we started with on this episode you'd like to hear uh, while we're kind of on vacation because I don't want to stop for two weeks when we can release content there. Uh, I would, And I've got big plans. We've got some really cool stuff happening. If you want to keep up to date with some awesome things, just a little tease here. Follow Battlefront Wayfinder or Star Wars Wayfinder on Twitter and Instagram. We've got some cool stuff coming in conjunction with a lot of cool people in the community. So stay tuned for that. And when we get back from our vacation, we've got big plans. Uh, I've kind of made a little internal roadmap that once we get closer to getting those plans cemented, we'll release. One last thing before we close out this episode. A friend of the podcast, Spartacus Inc., wanted to know our thoughts on the collapse of Galactic Assault. With the most recent update, with the BB-8 update, we got an interesting move in terms of the UI. Galactic Assault got moved further back, so... It takes longer to get to the actual clicker in the UI. I think it takes like three or four clicks to get to the where you, if you wanted to play Galactic Assault, you'd be able to. 
And a lot of people had some issues with that, saying that DICE is killing Galactic Assault and that we really need content for Galactic Assault going forward. Now, I think that there are points on either side. I think, uh, like we said, there are a very vitriol vocal part of the community that's like, oh my gosh, DICE is ruining everything. And then there's the more, I would really like it if you actually put more focus on this. I actually mildly saw this in a Battlefront 2015 with like Supremacy. Mm-hmm. And actually Walker Assault was put on the, the back burner for a while. I actually remember having trouble getting into lobbies for the longest time. And that's the main issue that they're coming. So they kind of just prioritize whatever's new and big mm-hmm. and put everything else on the back burner. Yeah. Which, which isn't fine at all because galactic assault is kind of ba- literally the base of battlefront as far as ground combat goes i mean walker assault was like that in battlefront 2015 and this is definitely mm-hmm. the game mode and it's a like diff- the mascot of this game yeah and it's a different gameplay than say the very 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 long capital Earth i mean it's completely supremacy. different for sure i mean this one's I mean, it was long when it came out, but now it seems short compared to the new one. But yeah, I mean, we, I mean, obviously if diversity look- is key in any sort of game or anything. Diversity is the spice of life, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, I understand they want to kind of put this forward in the UI because it's new. Mm-hmm. But still, doesn't mean they shouldn't give new maps to Galactic, Galactic Assault or even new content at that. Yeah, definitely. And I th- that's what I would like to see. One, now that... With this update coming up very soon, I believe it'll be next week we're getting the update, we are getting uh, now Supremacy on all eras. And I hope when that happens, they'll start showing love to the other game modes and that this will be addressed. Because great con- it'd be amazing to see the content that we've got for Supremacy in terms of maps. I would love to see that for galactic assault yeah at this point we're just kind of playing it by ear because i mean like i said this is a new sort of game mode and they've added new content so completely understandable that they're trying to push it forward mm-hmm. so once this kind of hype dies down we'll see where it really lies yeah for sure because galactic assault still does have a very very active community in terms of the people that greatly enjoy it but are having to go to supremacy because they can't find lobbies to join right Definitely some uh, good questions and topics presented by the listener here. Yes. Definitely could be like full episodes committed to each one. Uh, Exactly. This is why this one was so tangent filled. (laughs) Definitely some rabbit holes to go down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you have content, if you have uh, topics like this, definitely send them through. We love going over your, your, the the stuff that you want us to go over. Um, I'm really happy with what uh, we've gotten out of these, uh, suggestion so far but i think that about wraps up for this episode like you said we could go on uh, an episode on each of these topics but uh, we combine them all today and we'll go into further detail later on and if you have any topics that you would like us to go over definitely send them in uh, through the number of ways that we're just about to go over you can follow us on twitter at swb podcast twitter.com slash swb podcast that is a great way to get in touch with us and keep up to date on the news of the happenings we're also on instagram at swb podcast if you like memes if you like keeping up to date on shorter snippets of the show and um, the recording schedule for the podcast definitely hit us up on there we try to keep up before or after the show uh, post something on instagram stories we're also on facebook you can find us 
there. The same content on Instagram is also on Facebook. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast, like friend of the podcast, Joseph Loera. That is a great way to help us out and uh, help us keep the show running. Helps with hosting of the show on Libsyn as well as SoundCloud and uh, the support through our editing software, which shout out to Preston Russell helps with us with that. But it would definitely be appreciated if you help us with the subscription for that. You can also support us on PayPal, paypal.me slash tie-dye sheep, T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P, like friend of the podcast, Daniel Schilling. A great free way that you can support this show is through leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts that has the option to review would help us out a ton. Our Gmail is battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com and also our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Definitely subscribe to us on YouTube. We've got a lot of stuff planned. We want to start streaming. We want to start doing weekly videos there alongside the podcast and your support on there will definitely help make that happen. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you find podcasts, you can find this show as well. As now Spotify, we're finally on Spotify, you can listen to us on. As always, thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you. From Podcast, I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by my brother and co-host, Sam Goodwin. Testing, testing, one, two, three, one, two, three. Welcome to episode 184 of the Star Wars Battle from Podcast. Testing, testing, testing. If you point it like this, Sam, you don't get as many mouth noises as you would get down here. Who said? You want to get it between your chest and your mouth. Who said that? No, he's not. Who's this? You're dropping me that? You can if you want. You see a mustache again. It grows a good mustache. It's pretty good. He didn't have that weird bowl cut. Yeah, good mustache. <laughs> this episode of Rate That Stash, we're going over Elijah Wood and Justin Bieber. As far as blonde mustaches go, Justin Bieber's is pretty good. He still looks like a homeless person, though. <sighs>